Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, it's Sarah and Carter and this is Some of Our Thoughts. And today we're talking about probably my most consumed bottle of wine of all time. Yeah, this is your treasure. Yeah, yeah. This is Quarter. (laughs) (laughs) The elixir. Quarter's elixir. (laughs) My elixir, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, okay, Coppola, Rosso and Bianco. But it's also like a subsect of Francis Ford Coppola, so he has so many different wines. And I'm kind of, I'm not at this point. I'm not surprised by anything that we do. No. But we also haven't done it yet, which says a lot about us, just content wise, because we're like 40 episodes deep, which is insane. Yeah, 40 something. We've been doing it for like a hot minute, uh, over a year. It'll be. It'll be two full years in January. So, I mean, if you think about it, like, we were approached with this concept two years ago. And we've done all of this in two years. What I'm hearing is we need to throw a party. (laughs) Well, we kind of are. (laughs) We are throwing a party. By the time this episode comes out, the live show will have happened. But we are one within the week of our second live show happening and. We had a really great day yesterday. I feel like we can say I was taking my day off, my personal nothing day. Which everyone needs and deserves. Everyone deserves at least one a week, at least. And uh, this huge storm blew in, but like Mm -hmm. right before that, it was really beautiful and sunny all day, all day. And I was- The vineyard was packed. Yeah, the vineyard was packed. You were working on a Sunday, unfortunately, but sometimes we got to do that. Yeah. So Sarah was able to uh, stop by my parents' house on the way to home. Yeah, I got to leave a little early because I had enough people there. And Carter was sending me photos of vases, like ideas for vases. And I called her and I was like, can I just, are you there? Like, Can I just (laughs) come over? And she was like, what? Oh my God, yeah, come on, yeah, come on, let's let's hang out. And just as she was describing, like I came over and it was so hot. It was a hundred degrees yesterday, it y'all. Was, yeah. It was what? It was September twenty fourth yesterday, yeah. and it was a one hundred degrees. Outrageous. And then we're talking, we're vibing. I brought the last bottle of Pet Nat over oh, so we could talk. And I didn't realize it was the last one. It was the ab- well, we chugged it. It was the absolute last bottle of Pet Nat, the rose Pet Nat in existence. And wow, 
I wish I had known that. I told you that. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of how it's meant to be just like yeah. had. Mm-hmm. And we were happy and we were planning and we were talking. Bubbles and were being blown. Yeah. We had our feet in the pool. And then, yeah, all of a sudden, every, everything changed. <laughs> Yeah, everything, this storm just blew in Mm -hmm. and it was like right when you were leaving is when it started sprinkling and then like, it was so bad. Like we lost a lot of tree limbs out there last night. Oh, Uh, did you stay out there? I did. Yeah. yeah, Cause I didn't want to stress bot one out. Oh oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Little, little bot bot. And then, um, I, uh, I went to my house this morning just to check on things and Mm -hmm. the power was out and I called Mm -hmm. Encore and they were like, your power will be restored at 4 p.m. Fingers crossed. I saw a lot of people posting about the pow- their power being out. Yes. Like, yeah. Obnoxious. That sucks. But, uh, you know, shit happens. And um, oh. at least I have a lovely office building to come cool down in for a little bit. Yeah, it feels great. It's feels muggy great outside. Here. It is. It's very when you humid. said your power was out, I was like, oh, God. no. Yeah. It's muggy. It's the humidity for me. The mosquitoes are on a tear today also yeah they all were like given strength with the rain i think the worst the worst texas creature most insidious creature of all time Mm -hmm. and they don't do anything for anybody at least spiders eat mosquitoes yeah um yeah yeah they don't pollinate they don't do shit they don't just cause problems vampires um well okay (laughs) i'm gonna open this because i I would like a drink me Um, too did I? I've told you I've gotten to go there, right? I've yeah. been to the, the Coppola Vineyard in Guyersville, California. My parents were really great and took me out there because I was literally so obsessed with it <laughs> as a young person. So I turned 21 in the year 2012. And um, I know it, it, it was a while ago. <laughs> My eyes got very big as she said that. That's wild. So I started going to Fresh Market. That's this really great little grocery store chain. And it's all over. I mean, there's one in like Houston, but we have one in Savannah that was my favorite place to go buy groceries. And I remember seeing this bottle. It was $7.84. And I mean, they have it at like World Market. Um, They did have it amazingly at the gas station right next to my old apartment in Austin. That's cool. It was only like eight or nine dollars there and then they've always had it at central market it's never been at whole foods but it's not really like a quality enough wine um they had it at heb and then they have it at the texas spirits that little uh liquor store out by the ranch house so that's oh, where riverbend uh-huh. oh yeah. nice that's where we get it now but um god yeah i would get them like six at a time and yeah at that price yeah honestly Why wouldn't you and it's a really amazing red blend. So when we talk about red blends, I feel like out of California, especially that side of the Sonoma Mountains, it's a lot of Cabernet, a lot of Syrah, mm-hmm. a lot of Zinfandel. And that's basically what it is. They they have gone and certain vintages put like Chardonnay in it, which I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's always it's been the most consistent wine that I've ever had. I've been drinking it for over 10 years, and it's still coppola yeah and my dad's obsessed with it it's such a great price point and i love him like he is such a cool dude so today we're going to talk mm-hmm. about francis ford coppola <laughs> dean paul martin and, and anthony, anthony bourdain. bourdain let's do like a yeah and uh oh, if, can you imagine a dinner party with the three of them because i can i can <laughs> yeah and um yeah two of them have kind of kicked it but uh 
I mean, what? <laughs> kind of kicked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've, uh, they're off the mortal coil, but Francis oh. is still around. He's, he's hanging out. He, yeah. He lives in Napa. What um, a life. I know, right? And his, fam- his family originally from Naples, but he grew up in Detroit. And my favorite thing about him, uh, well, one of them, is that his dad, Carmine, worked for a car company in Detroit, hey. if you can imagine, <laughs> Ford Motors. And they named him Ford. His middle name is Ford because he was born at, like, the Henry Ford Hospital. <laughs> and uh, he, he said that he made this wine as like a, a recall to his father and grandfather making wine in their apartment building in downtown Detroit when he was a kid. So and they cool. made their own wine like in the basement. And when I went out there, they had this huge, beautiful tasting room and dining room. And we went on the tour and saw like the bottling facility and they have like this huge swimming pool. It's like, it's like an amusement park. It's crazy. Awesome. And they had, like, the desk from The Godfather. Oh. Yeah. It was crazy. It was Even like- on the front of it, it says Rosso. And underneath, my family has always made wine, like Carter saying, to hear it from my father, Carmine. These were not fancy wines. These were everyday wines. Table wines. Yeah. Wines that were on the dinner table each night. Oh, I love that. Wines for everyday life. And on the back, it says... Um, these again, these weren't fancy wines, mind you, but pleasurable everyday wines that reflected the comfort of our home. Truly, yeah, and it's got a little uh, illustration of the the family vineyard in Naples. It's beautiful with like two, and it kind of looks like a like a movie production because he's a filmmaker, Francis Ford yeah. Coppola, like award winning. I think he has five Oscars. Oh, yeah, what's his daughter's name? Sophia. Sophia. She just wrote a new book. Yeah. I yeah. was like looking through all the release press of it, like oh, she was there and he was there. Oh, I want to read this book. She is very much our vibe too. If you think mm-hmm. about like, um, oh my God, uh, Lost in Translation. That's yeah. immediately what I was thinking of. My favorite. But then, I mean, she's done like the Bling Ring. She's done. Uh, oh, she did the Bling Ring. Marie Antoinette with Kirsten Dunst. Whoa. Um, yeah, she's incredible. And then you know, like Jason Schwartzman is mm-hmm. her cousin. Yeah. And Nick Cage. I love. He's a Coppola. He is a Coppola. Yeah. And then Roman was always like really good friends with Wes Anderson. So he's done a lot. He was a big part of like Moonrise Kingdom and just some of the best movies that have ever come out. Thank you, Coppola family. Yeah. What talent. Truly. Come on. And so speaking of, uh, of that, this wine I used to drink, we would have our hungover like movie days, kind of on days like today where it's like gray and Mm -hmm. dreary and you don't want to get out. And we would either order pizza or make pasta. Mm. And my favorite hungover days were either gangster movie marathon or <laughs> we would watch a million Meryl Street movies and call it a marathon. Ooh, I love yeah. that. Um, so we would watch either The Godfather or just a couple episodes of The Sopranos and then like either the like Sopranos. Mean Streets or Goodfellas. <laughs> and uh, this wine, we would just drink like six bottles of this and like make a ziti or a lasagna. And uh, it was just the best hangover cure of all time. Very comforting. I need to stock up on this wine for like fall and winter. It is yeah. so good just to have around. You're like, I want to feel cozy. Because yeah. last night I was having, I was in very much that mode because I had a really long, intensive week like at work. And then I was like, I just want to do absolutely nothing. nothing. So I sat and watched the Tudors. Lucas fell asleep early. Thank God. <laughs> I, I watched the Tudors and I ate like two bags of peanut butter M&Ms and drank. Uh, glue glue like half a bottle of glue glue but I was thinking I was like man if I had just like a rich like 
heavy red. red. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just, and it was raining last night too. So cozy. I was like, oh, yeah. I just need the coziness all around me. Yeah, this is like my Game of Thrones wine, my Harry mm. Potter wine, anything that's like comforting. This mm-hmm. wine is pure comfort for me. And so um, I've never gotten to order it in a restaurant. I've taken it to a million different BYOB places like Barris oh, yeah. and back when Portofino's oh, was Barris. Oh, it's the oh, best. I wish with Barris. Barris was open on Monday. Dang it! <laughs> I can wake up. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So I got to order a bottle of this at the Coppola dining room. Oh, how was that? It was so great because I mean it's exactly the same. But I asked them like, when he comes here, what does he usually drink? And they said either that wine because this is like his favorite wine that Aww. he makes, and he makes some really. Like top notch world class. Oh yeah, like the Diamond Collection Cabernet. I was gonna say and- if you go to like a liquor store, a grocery store, and look at the Coppola section, it starts at the bottom and goes all the way to the top of the shelf. Truly, like there's so yeah. many different levels of their artistry. Honestly, he's it's got awesome. yeah, he's got quite a a passion for wine. But he also, whenever he goes to the actual like vineyard. He either drinks this or a gin martini. And that's what I knew. Stop it. (laughs) Speaking our language. Sir. And then (laughs) So we had to pair it with Dean Martin because there was no other way around it. Sweet Dino. And um I didn't realize too, like he's not from New York. Mm -mm. Thinking of all of these guys, you think like, oh, they're like gangsters. Like you would imagine like Dean Martin, oh, is like New York born and bred. Absolutely not. No. I think he's from Ohio. I believe he is too. Let me look it up. I didn't look that up. He's part. Or you remember like the Rat Pack? That whole yes, that yeah. whole. I wanted thing. to talk about that and like um, the original Ocean's Eleven. That was actually yes. the first time I ever drank a martini. That like I I made myself was uh it was like New Year's 2011. So I wasn't 21, but I was on my own property. So <laughs> that's, that's what I live. <laughs> That's when my, liber- my, <laughs> my libertarianism comes out. And I was like, you know what? No one is going to know. No. And I stayed up on New Year's Eve watching Ocean's Eleven, like the original mm. one by myself. And um, yeah, sweet Frank, sweet Dean. I grew up watching all the Dean Martin roasts. Oh, the Dean Martin roasts were it. Dude, he was diabolical. <sighs> like uh, that whole group of people. I'm so, so grateful to my father for like kind of instilling that. Like we used to buy them on VHS and just yeah. stay up and watch them. And um, just knowing, like, some of the nuances of that that whole, like, as a 32-year-old person in 2023, mm-hmm. to have, like, knowledge of that style of humor and that sense yeah. of humor. And, like, knowing who Bob Hope and, Aww. I mean, that whole group of people are just so far gone. Like, people our age just don't well, care. And, th- like, his, yeah, like what you're saying, like, that time and, like, that group of people, the rap, that, like, yeah, Sammy they Davis were, Jr., Frank they Sinatra. They were respected. Like, oh, my God. Red carpet literally anywhere. We were, you know, like now celebrities, okay, you're a celebrity, cool, 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 let's just send you everything. But no, they had like a different level of respect. Yeah. Like, because well, he they was a were, tough guy, too. Yeah, yeah. They were like tough. Like, he was a real gangster. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, I remember we used to take like family trips to Galveston, and my dad had like the, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode. My dad had a, like a CD with like a ton of songs on it. And it, there were so many Dean Martin songs. And yep. I remember like being in the ocean and like singing Dean Martin, like with him. Cause Aww. he was like, what? And he was like, you like remember 
the lyrics and I was like I love Dean Martin and I'm like nine <laughs> yeah well that was I mean we're lucky but I we do grew up with everything that they loved and they were lucky that they imparted that onto us yeah. and weren't just the kind of parents to like send us to our room and like watch I mean oh, I would like stay up and no. watch this shit with my dad like I yeah. used to I thought Johnny Carson was live on the air until oh, I was man. like eight or nine yeah and then I realized like oh he's dead yeah. and my dad was like not well, the, to me <laughs> the last episode we were talking about the sun and share show yep. same with that i thought that was live i was yeah. so young i was just like oh my show's on <laughs> my <laughs> stories yeah my story's on nick at night <laughs> like you don't think about Dude, it nick at night i used to nick watch the lineup was like beverly hillbillies facts oh, of life yeah. oh, i love the beverly hillbillies. gilligan's island mm-hmm. and then maybe something else that i but uh, those three's were company three's company mm-hmm. and i thought those were all happening yeah like in real time well they're still way better than anything on today facts <laughs> Facts of life. Facts, facts of life. life. <laughs> oh, Dean Martin. Dude, yeah. I'm I'm forever grateful. And like now this is like my dad's favorite wine. This and gold. Like I was listening to Dean Martin on the way here and I kept repeating sway. And I was just like dancing in my car. And I was like, this is like the sexiest, most romantic. Like I need to dance to this song. It's yep. so good. Yep. Uh, ain't that a kick in the head was always my favorite oh dude yeah. well then he was an amazing actor too like I remember one day Carson and I watched as many John Wayne movies as we mm. could and that was back when I used to download them all illegally Who did so that? I had like a million torrents of like or, or a whole like uh, external hard drive that was like a terabyte oh, full yes. of movies and tv shows the external hard drive girl yeah you had to have one BLC Ugh. So um, we watched Rio Bravo at one point and he was the drunk sheriff Mm -hmm. that like he was the sheriff that was locked in his own jail cell (laughs) because his deputy like was like, you're too drunk, sheriff, Mm -hmm. sleep it off. And at the end, uh, (laughs) I was just thinking to myself how iconic that this man had crossover with John Wayne, Frank Sinatra. And like he was his own kind of icon. Yeah. But like all of them, they just kind of they were all the stars that like like revolved around each other Mm -hmm. i don't know if one of them was ever greater than like some of them are maybe a little bit more infamous maybe like everybody knows frank sinatra whether you know his name or not like you know his music Mm -hmm. i honestly like controversial i always loved dean martin's voice more than frank sinatra like his singing voice it just had that deeper a little bit more of that rasp like I don't know. He just like does things with that voice. Uh-huh. You yep. just you when that man speaks or like starts to sing, you just you tune in. You, he was a ladies' man. He was. Yeah. I love that they just like also ran Vegas. I love Vegas. Yes. They ran Vegas, dude. Yeah. My dad um, at the car lot. He has a car lot. He has this giant photo frame of the Rat Pack like standing in front of the Sahara yep. with like all of their autographs and I don't know maybe some playing cards or something. Something else is in it, but. I remember we bought that in Vegas because he was like, what? Like, they're selling this? And we found it for, like, a great deal and, like, shipped it back. And it's still there. It's awesome. That's amazing. I was looking at pictures. Can you just imagine Vegas back in that day with those four men just, like, no? I mean, cigarettes and red wine and martinis and oysters and I picture all of them. Ah! Very like very red faced, just from being like drunk and probably like hot all day. And then like with like the loosened up tie, but like they're all still wearing like the crisp like starch white shirts. Mm -hmm. But then they're all just like dirty drunk, just like sitting around with like. It's just smoke everywhere. Yeah. Or like by the pool, but they still have like 
like a collared shirt. Like I still like a, they're always dressed to the nines. Truly. Gold chain. Like, come on. I found some pictures on Esquire of like <laughs> the, like the Rat Pack that said, look at this. Look at them with those hats. Oh, the hats. I mean, that was just like a different level of like gentlemanness, you know, like they were truly like Ugh, just a well-dressed man mm. can go so far. Well, and especially because like, yeah, men's formal wear hasn't changed at all in like the no. past 150 years. And you know what's funny? It's like you don't, you know, so many things have changed and comfort's key, blah, 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 blah. But I always, oh my God, we have to post that on our story. I, I love that so much. They all have a cigarette and Sammy Davis Jr. is laughing so hard. He's laughing so hard. Uh, God, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted <laughs> Save you. Save it. But. No. Um, oh, I was saying like, a well-dressed man, personally for me, like I am a woman in my 30s, but like it always catches my attention. I of was course. Getting, I was waiting for my coffee a couple weeks ago and there is this man that was just literally dressed so nice and not like funeral blacks, like he's clearly going somewhere. He was just dressed very nice. And I told him, like, hey, he walked by and said, I just want to tell you like you are dressed so nice and like I really have a lot of respect for that. You look great today. And he was just like, what? And he, he broke down. He was like, thank you. Whoa, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. And it's like, you know, you dress good because you feel good. But like, I don't know. It really, it always stands out to me if someone's dressed really well or not. Absolutely. Just like you, you love you. You yeah. know, like you wanted to put effort in. You care about, you know. Also, nice clothes can be comfortable. Just saying. Dress pants, comfort. Yeah. No Jeans, totally. not comfort. <laughs> No, I've never. Well, for me, I don't know. I have big hips. <laughs> I've never been a jeans girly. Okay, I did want to tell you this story, though, because this is part of the Esquire article I pulled up. Mm. It said Frank Sinatra gave out embroidered bathrobes to everybody in the Rat did. Pack. And all of them had their nickname on it. And so Sinatra was the Pope to all of them. Davis, they called Smokey the Bear. And then Dean oh, no. Martin was Dino. And no. I didn't realize Paul Anka that, you know, he was like an honorary member of the Rat Pack, which makes all the sense. But that's I what did they not said. know that. He received a bathrobe as well, and they called him the kid. Freaking Paul Anka. Wow. But yeah, it has this whole thing about like playing shows at the Copa in Vegas and the Sands and, well, no, I guess the Copa. I don't know where Copacabana. The Sands were considered home base for the Rat Pack. And then like they would all show up to each other's shows. And they were in Vegas, but like old Vegas, like downtown. Yeah. Because, you know, like you think of Vegas, New see photos, it's like the strip, like uh -huh. new Vegas. No, they're in like old downtown where like the Golden Nugget has been there for like 75 years. Maybe not 75, but maybe. It said one night they reportedly ordered 300 Bloody Marys for room service in a single night. Shut up. I Which, love that. I know. That's like just so fucking iconic. <laughs> Oh my! And then he, then Martin, Dean Martin would often deal blackjack at several of the casinos. Ah! He'd just like pop up and like whatever the man I wants to die. do, you'd let him do it. But oh, yeah. God, yeah, it was the roast for me. It was like those were so good. Yeah. Oh, we should watch. We should pull some of those up and watch them. Yeah, it's just 
like immediate serotonin uh-huh. and they would like go in on each other too oh, it yeah. wasn't like the Ruthless. comedy central roast like they were like making fun of each other's like divorces and <laughs> like alcoholism and... like true friends do yeah. <laughs> but i mean they just they everybody took a joke back then i just it felt like i'm i'm rhapsodizing i mean it, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows like if you well, were of course yeah they were all you know very privileged white men so of course mm-hmm. they had it easy but um but the, they also did work their asses off. They did. Like, to be an actor, a performer. Like, they did a, they, they did a lot. God, it's just, like, all of... Just to imagine being there and, like, seeing them live. I can't Man. even. Ugh. Yeah. There's no one you can even compare any of those men to now. No. No. I, I do like... I can't think of anyone. When they recreated Ocean's Eleven, because, like, I... Oh, okay. What, so, the... New, the yeah, I George did, Clooney, I did Brad, actually love. They, they did a good job 11. with it, but it was just such a different kind of movie. Yeah, because, it was modernized. Yeah, yeah, but they they still had so many callbacks. Like Brad mm-hmm. Pitt was very specific on wearing those like buttoned up, like kind yeah. of shiny gold shirts mm-hmm. and shit. And then they <laughs> they had like I forget the name of the guy that had the the big glasses and the pinky ring. That he uh, oh, uh, we got to look at me. I haven't seen the first, well, like the remake of Ocean's Eleven in a really long time. But that used to be. Y'all know I love Brad Pitt, (laughs) my ultimate, my ultimate man. Whenever you tell me, I'm gonna kick myself in the head. Ain't Ain't that that a kick kick in the head? Andy Garcia? No. Okay, I'm just looking at the cast: George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, Andy Garcia, Bernie Mac, all Casey Affleck. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in it. Problematic. I don't know. Can I see? Because yeah. I'll I'll know instantly by looking at this fool's face. Al Pacino was not in Ocean's Eleven, was he? I don't. That's what I'm saying. I haven't seen. Maybe he had like a cameo. Carl Reiner. He was the one. He's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, Andy Garcia was like the schmuck mm-hmm. that got the pullover. He had a main ro- role. Yeah. Yeah, Carl Reiner. He was the one that that had, like, the big glasses. They called him Saul. Oh. I would have never known that man's name, to be fair. (laughs) Um, Oh, God, yeah. But, like, he was a callback to that whole thing, too, because it was like, oh, yeah, he's, like, the OG. Like, he's the one you go to. Yeah. And, like, I feel like every mob movie or every heist movie needs, like, the guy that's, like, I guess we'll do it. He's like, you're either in or you're out. And it's like, yeah, I guess we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Then, like, the whole thing, like, wouldn't work if he wasn't part of it. Yeah. I love it. All right. So then, so we were talking about food for this one. Obviously, the music just made sense. Like, they go hand in hand. But the food we knew was going to have to be classic Italian. We've never done spaghetti. But Sarah Mm -hmm. found this recipe. I found this recipe. My man, man, Tony. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm drinking this wine, I like cannot wait to make these things. We have to make the red sauce like, like if you're making red sauce, you just can't buy it. I can't do a jar. I can't do it in a jar. Mm -hmm. We can't do it in a jar. It's so fucking easy too. And for us, like I want to cook with this while we're drinking it. This is my favorite thing for this one. Well, and this meatball recipe is crazy because it actually uses white wine. That's fair. Okay, so. Your bolognese uses white wine too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to take a chug of this and then I'll read it because there's a lot of ingredients. So whenever, yeah, whenever I make my bolognese, I always use Pinot Grigio. And the Coppola uh, Copa Rosso and Bianco has a beautiful Pinot Grigio I always use. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty common. Yeah. 
So this is Anthony Bourdain's recipe for classic meatballs. And I don't just mean like it's just a meatball. Like this is a meal. Like this is meatballs in a sauce. You can toss it with pasta or you can just eat these delicious, tender, saucy meatballs. What you're going to need, three tablespoons plus one half cup of extra virgin olive oil, one white onion peeled and very finely chopped to yield about two cups, five cloves of garlic peeled and minced, three sprigs of oregano finely chopped, three sprigs of thyme finely chopped, 10 sprigs of Italian parsley finely chopped, salt and pepper to taste, and then you need one pound of ground beef, one pound of ground veal, and one pound of ground pork. So, okay, the veal thing is controversial for us because I know you don't do it. I don't. I had veal when I was at <laughs> the Coppola. Of course you did. I did. I had a veal chop. It was like one of the best veal chops <laughs> I've ever had in my life. But I, I don't have a problem with it personally. It would be really hard for us to find ground veal in Waco. Here, yeah. So Even if I wanted it, it would be so hard to find. I would say like you couldn't just substitute like ground sausage I think you'd have to do more of like a pound and a half of the pork and the beef to make it three pounds total. Yeah. Because I mean. But I mean, mm. if you know of like a local butcher, like a if you have a meat person, I don't know, that can get your hands on that. For this recipe, I would try it. Okay. I would say I would hope that you would because I think. I would try this with this wine watching a Dean Martin roast. I would do it. I would do it. it. We're going to do it. Okay. (laughs) you'll also need one cup of breadcrumbs two large eggs lightly beaten one and a half cups of white wine and one cup of prepared tomato sauce and then four ounces of grated parmigiano reggiano in a large pan or dutch oven you're going to over medium heat warm three tablespoons of olive oil for a minute or two and then add your onions garlic oregano thyme and parsley Season with salt and pepper and cook, stirring it for just a few minutes until the onions are limp and translucent, but before anything begins to actually brown. You just want to take the bite off the raw vegetables and herbs before adding them to the meatball mixture. Remove the pan from the heat and transfer the mixture to a large bowl and then wash the pan because you'll reuse it to cook the meatballs themselves. To the mixing bowl with the onions, you're going to add all three of the ground meats, the breadcrumbs, the eggs, and a moderate amount of salt and pepper. It says if you like, you can safely test the seasoning by cooking a small patty of the mixture in a pan with a little bit of oil before tasting and adjusting as desired, but we got this. Gently mix it all together by hand, and this is important. It says you don't want to crush it together too much because that's going to result in a really dense and heavy meatball. That makes, yeah, a huge difference. The last time I made meatballs were a Maddie Matheson recipe, and he mm. said the exact same thing. We're like, you don't want it to be just like this, like... R- heavy rock. Just... Yeah, because then it does dry out. It eventually. does, and yeah. And then, like, event- and, you know, inevitably, if, unless you eat them all in one sitting, you yeah. will want to reheat them, and mm-hmm. in the reheating process, it makes it... Mm-hmm. Like, not, I don't know what the word is. Not congeals, but like it... Like when you cook any meat, it's going to like shrivel up a little and just get more done. Yeah. Like it's going to cook more essentially. Totally. Um, mix it by hand, but not too much. And form the mixture into approximately 25 two-inch meatballs. Mm. Arrange them on a sheet tray or a platter. Cover with plastic wrap. And you're going to chill that in the refrigerator for 15 at least minutes and up to one hour. Mm-hmm. Preheat the oven to 400 degrees and then remove the meatballs from the refrigerator. Take the plastic Um, wrap off. Yeah, please, God. (laughs) If they're refrigerated, let the white wine and tomato sauce also come to room temperature while the oven heats up and you sear your meatballs. So, like, you don't want to – 
you don't want to cook with cold wine or like cold sauces. You're cooking something that's going to get hot. So that's just, that's never a good combo. Let that come to room temp first. Heat the remaining one fourth cup of oil in the saute pan or the Dutch oven and work in batches and add the meatballs to the pan and take care not to overcrowd it. So that's really important too. Yeah. Like you don't want everything touching because it's going to be one giant meatball. Like you need to like separate it out and have patience. You know, you think of like spaghetti or like meat sauce, meatballs, like, oh, it's a quick, quick night dinner. But no. to do it right, to do yeah. it well, there really is a craft to it. My bolognese takes like three and a half hours. Yeah. As yeah. it should. Yeah. Sear the meatballs on all sides, gently turning them with tongs or a metal spatula and adding more oil if necessary to keep the meatballs from scorching or sticking. As they're cooked, remove the meatballs to a roasting pan large enough to hold all of them in a single layer, which is a pretty big pan. Pour the wine and the tomato, <clears throat> excuse me, and the tomato sauce over the meatballs. The liquid should reach about halfway up the sides of the meatballs. The liquid will become more concentrated and the volatile alcohol will cook off in the oven. Carefully transfer the pan to the center rack of the oven and cook uncovered for about 30 minutes until the interior of a meatball is about 150 degrees Fahrenheit. And then that's it. You remove them to a serving bowl. You pour all the sauce over them. All of it. And you serve it. And that's one where I'm like, oh, I could just eat those meatballs alone. But if you want like spaghetti and the add pasta to it, on obviously feel free but that is all one the of, juices from like yeah. the meat that's been cooking and oh and i feel like i can't let us go without saying like it the the pasta needs to be al dente like always yeah the mm-hmm. the whole point of making italiana is doing it properly yeah and um you know you know who wants what you know soggy soggy noodles flaccid yeah. al dente firm to the tooth um, al dente yeah mm. so uh that sounds divine yeah and i mean we okay i think we had done trinidad al pesto was the first dish that we ever did for mm-hmm. the show that was really the only pasta that we've ever done yeah which is insane yeah it's honestly kind of, it's so, we're so cool we're so cool <laughs> if y'all didn't know but i mean like I growing i always we would make like a meat sauce for our pasta that's what we would do growing up too because balls you know you do have to get in there with your hands and i mean mm-hmm. the cross contamination you know yeah. like you have it's a very intentional thing mm-hmm. but to make a, a meatball from scratch it's just the most comforting. And then do you think, would you garnish that with like a little bit of like Parmesan? And I would put so much Parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> but not to like overmask the flavor that you've worked so hard for at this point yeah. either. But I just, I, we love Parmesan here. I Yeah, we eat it just straight up. So good. Yep. Charcuterie, Parmesan. It's I wish we had a picture it. of that charcuts I made the other night for dinner. Oh, I didn't take one. I was starving. I didn't yeah. take one. So Sarah had to stay at work late one night, and I brought dinner. It was one of our classic no-cook charcuterie dinners. Which I've been doing so much more of lately just for convenience, and it's delicious. <laughs> right? Yeah. And Ryan was playing a video game, yeah. and the kiddo was taking a nap, and I just, like, made this board. And when you walked in, you, like, dropped everything, and you were like, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> it's, like, the last thing she needs to worry about is... I had that again in, like, a different sense... Uh, Ryan made it for me uh, a couple days after that too because I had a late night and he was like I made you I kind of made you and I was like no this is dinner this is dinner for me this is great yeah we love charcuterie for Mm -hmm. dinner and uh yeah nothing wrong with like a little green olives and a gin martini too Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm, 
martini sounds good. Yep. It's like this whole thing, and, and it just gels. It goes together. Yeah. We're I'm reestablishing fuck girl dinner. I don't want girl <laughs> dinner anymore. I want Rat Pack dinner. Yeah, Rat Pack <laughs> dinner. Oh, my God. We need to make a new board and have, like, meatballs and, like, just a bunch of, like, cured meats and cheeses. Yes. And, like, some nuts and olives and cornichons. Cor- yes. Cornichons. Cornichons. That's Rat Pack dinner. Marcana almonds. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, like, the most italian like but like also old school like vegan but like that's kind of inherently italian the yeah. original gangsters were from yeah yeah we're talking like the godfather here it's uh you know man oh i love this episode yeah <laughs> it's a good one this easily became maybe like top three or top five for me it's just i love it's all, so, everything about it it's so good like it's one of those classic like remember when we did miles davis with the coach around and coco mm, yeah and like to me that's like when you think of like french mm-hmm. that's but then when you think of italy for me this is it yes. like just to go in that direction and have i mean it is like the american like you know coppola's parents Dude, immigrated like, yeah. oh, coppola dean martin anthony bourdain it's just like oh like yes that's the masculinity i want in my life yeah i don't need the toxic masculinity but like those are those are real men, folks. I also just love that, like, Tony specifically, because I could talk about him for a minute. He never tried to be anybody's hero. He just was. Like, I didn't yeah. realize that that job existed until I saw a Cook's tour. Oh, yeah. On Food Network. Same. In, like, 2003 or 2004. And then, I mean, and I was still a kiddo. Yeah. But same. I was like, wow, this guy, what? And then he did... Mm-hmm. Uh, was it No Reservations first, I think? And then Parts Unknown was like the last. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God, and those shows. And and you know, he took a photo. He did a photo shoot on the suspension bridge at one point. Because yep. the car was my friend's dad's car that he used in the photo shoot. That They live in like Axtell. Like it was super cool. It was like, it was a big deal. But it was, it is a big deal. Like he was here. He was here. He took a photo. Who knows what he ate? He ate something. I, would, I like to think he went to because he love. He's a slut for like a really dirty burger. So I like to think he mm. went to like Double R Health Camp, something yeah. like that. I bet like, he went to Double R. Actually. Yeah, he wasn't at Diamondbacks. He was at like no. Key Talks. Yeah. You know, I miss that man. He's like he's one of those celebrities. Like he, it's like Anthony Bourdain and Freddie Mercury. If I could bring anyone yeah. back, okay. yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. This is the sweetest heart. And he, like I said, he didn't, he wasn't trying to be anybody's role model. He was just like yeah. out there doing his own thing. And he was the first I to admit. I want Prince back. I know you want Prince back, baby. I'm sorry. I kind of, and like David Bowie too, I could stand. If oh, I, yeah. if I got to pick five, they're definitely Oof. top five. But I know that's hard. That's, a, that's hard to think about. Anyway, yeah. I'm like, that's a whole, that's a whole episode. <laughs> I have the power of, uh, you know, resurgence or necromancy, I guess mm-hmm. at this point. Also, but, this wine is 14.5% alcohol, which we love. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ta- oh, it's just like a table wine. Comfort. <laughs> It'll lock you on your ass, though. It is Syrah and Petite Syrah, though, which I love. I and they love grow that Syrah. Uh, on the estate, like on premises. Mm-mm. And it's just, it's such a cool thing. If y'all ever have a chance to look it up, he and his wife, Eleanor, like have this huge house out there in Alexander Valley and... um. They used to have their part of their property open for like tours. And then one time, apparently, so the story goes, this kid jumped in their fountain because he thought it was a swimming pool. And he was like, nope, never again. <laughs> Close to yeah, the public. That's too much. Which as it should be. 
Um, I just texted my mom a picture of the Coppola with the mural, and she goes, wow, dad will be proud. It Aww. started it all. Way to go, <laughs> Coppola. Made it in his kitchen sink. <laughs> she knows. She be she knowing. Knows. Oh. Oh, and apparently it's National Daughters Day, so she's sending Today? Me, yeah, she's sending me all of these selfies that I've sent her over the years. And then oh, she just sent you. me and Lynette a text and go, my girls are now successful women. Very proud of y'all. And Lynette's getting married that this week. I literally like, I'm, 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 I want to cry now. Oh, you sad. No, I do. My eyes did the thing where it's like, <laughs> like I can feel it. Well, I'm very proud of Lynette. She's getting married this weekend. Yes, ma'am. And good for Scott for locking her down. Yeah, Scott. Good call. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, I don't really have anything else to yeah, say. Yeah, we're having a fun time <laughs> drinking this Coppola. It's so good. It's it just is. like, ugh. Yeah, he's a he's the goat. Mm-hmm. Have you ever truly? S- have you seen The Godfather? Yeah. yeah. Who hasn't seen The Godfather? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen it in a long time. That's fair. But I've seen The Godfather. I good. liked the second one, and then so I I mean it was one of those things like if you call yourself a movie buff, you have to watch all three of them. Yeah. And the joke is that he killed Sophia. Like she he casted <laughs> Sophia in the third one, and then he killed her. <laughs> and her death scene that was like one of my favorite parts of the Gilmore Girls, where they were talking about, do you wanna, just want to watch <laughs> Sophia dying over and over? <laughs> We have Man. enough time for two gut, uh, two gut, two Godfathers and the Sophia dying scene, and, goes, and they yeah. were eating cannoli that they had brought back <laughs> from Italy. Oh, cannolis or biscotti? Maybe it was the biscotti. But uh, God, yeah. Well, y'all, thanks for loving us. Thanks for putting up with us. <laughs> Hopefully, like we said, this episode's coming out after our live show, so I hope y'all had fun at that. I'm glad y'all were there. I and can't if you're not, then come to the next one. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I missed the live show. What's happening? Go donate to Jesse's GoFundMe. Yeah, that's the whole point of this whole thing. The whole point. And we're, we're going to try to do a live show a year. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. So there will be another one, but like we can't even begin to think about it. This one's for Jesse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, her GoFundMe, we'll just keep posting the link and yeah. it, I mean, you'll see she's tagged in everything. So yeah. go yeah. to her, you know, Instagram or Facebook and go donate, give her some, you know, 20 bucks or something. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. Spare. It doesn't have to be like a huge donation. Just any oh, little bit an helps. extra 10 bucks. Like it, it helps. Yeah. It totally helps. Yeah. But thank you everyone. Enjoy this Coppola. Please go find it. It is really, like, this is one of the bottles that, you know, sometimes we do, like, the niche things that, like, oh, this is the last bottle for now. Whoops. Like, you can find this This is always around. They literally had it at the gas station next to my apartment. Yeah. And he kept ordering it it for me, but they had it before I asked them for it, so. It's around. It's accessible. Please make your meatballs from scratch and your pasta sauce from scratch always. Pour one out for Tony and Dino. Yeah. Watch a cozy movie, watch some roasts, listen to Dean Martin, just get in your feels. Yeah, and like enjoy your life to the fullest. That's what they'd want. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to some of our thoughts. Cheers. Cheers.